0: say And every
1: time we pull up,
0: all you gonna see is American Flames. American Flames. American Flames. American Flames. Good morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. I am your host, Eddie Smith, and I have a guest with me today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about everything. He is an author. He is also uh, served in the army during the Cold War time, so he was he's got to serve under Ronald Reagan, uh, and uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna pick his brain today. We're we're gonna go through some things with him, and uh, I'm talking about none other than D A Gilbert, and there he is. How's it going?
2: Nice to see you, Eddie.
0: So, uh, how do you want me to refer to you? Do you David D A? How, how you do you call me David? David. Yeah, okay. David. So, um. David, I uh, we had a mutual friend in common, great guy, good artist, um, and, and he and he calls me and says, But you got to talk to this guy." And uh, so we started looking. And we we've done we've gone back and forth for a little bit now. and We finally were able to make it happen. So um, we your your books are a serpent's love, merchants of blood, and the uh, uh, persistence of the damned. And now you're working on a fourth book, Witches of the Underground. And this book comes out this coming Valentine's Day. Is that correct? That's correct. So uh, fill us in a little bit on your work. Take us through the mind of someone who that, that writes. I, I mean, I, I've always said I'd love to write a book. I'd love to write a book. I started writing outlines. There are programs that are out there to kind of step you through the process because we we think so linear, uh, and we don't. There's a full body of things that when you write uh, that you have to consider just to make the story you know robust. And so it's a lot harder than what most people consider. Um, What what is your process when you sit down to write these types of books?
2: Well, I. The reason I started writing was is to escape, honestly. I come from a broken home. Uh, it was a really hard time. Uh, I was tossed around from school to school. And eventually, I noticed that when, when I'd write, all of a sudden, I was an A student. Um, I, I could associate with people. They appreciated, you know, seeing They Eventually, I was really my Um the thing about it is, is you sit down and you have to look at things from different angles, different viewpoints. Uh, and then you have to choose your, um, whatever your subject might be. For instance, for me, I'd like to go with, uh, a gauntlet of horror. All the, all the different characters that we've learned as from children till now, um, vampires, witches, zombies. And then to do this in your own, uh, your context, how you how you view this thing, um, it it makes it it turns it into a really interesting. You know, perhaps my take on on the horror isn't what people like. But I started with a Lamia, which um, is a mythological Greek creature that eats children. And I thought, well, that's uh, perhaps we should you know make that a horror story instead of myth- mythology. Uh, so yeah, we, we started there, but I the vampires, the witches, the zombies, um, I want to do ghosts, the werewolves. I I plan on doing this for a long time.
0: So what, what, what is the first book that you, uh, sat down to write?
2: After my wife passed away, um, I, I needed something to do, uh, Weekends were really tough. I was working six now, days, just killing myself. I run a small business. Uh, times were pretty tough. And the weekends, I mean, I just needed something else. It was, just was really tough. And so I, I started writing again. Um, to, I always loved writing. and It's just, you know, I needed to get back into it. It was originally it was for about escaping and it became an escape again. And eventually, uh, yeah, that one published. Okay,
0: so yeah, it, it, yeah, that that's the hard part, right? Now today, people can self-publish, and there's a lot of that going on. And uh, yeah, so it, it, it to 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 work at something that you know that you really like to do. Obviously, it centers you as a person, uh, and you know you get published an author. That has to be an exciting moment when someone says we're we're going to publish you.
2: Yeah, you know it was really hard because when I got published, uh, COVID hit. Like I, I had like this huge book launch. I had live bands were set up at an art studio. Um, that was going to be my my breakout moment, and COVID hit and everything shut down. Not only did everything shut down, but the world's bookstores shut down. They weren't even sending packages you know, overseas from America. That's right. Uh, so, so yeah, it was, it was really tough. I didn't, I didn't know where I stood as a, as an author. Um, was I good? Was I not? I would
0: think a lot of people you had heard, more time to read sitting home during the pandemic.
2: Well, you know what I did? I wrote, I wrote, uh, I thought this is really cool. I got two months off. I, I started writing another novel and that was Merchants of Blood. It just came out. um, October last year and uh, Vampires it's historical romance dedicated to my wife that's, she loved to to read uh, historical romance and I thought I always told her I said man I'm going to write you a historical romance novel and she says that's great and of course she passed away she never got to read it but
0: well, I apologize I'm sorry, I'm sorry to out get out my
2: stuff and like, oh yeah I know right it's like ah So it's taken some time. Uh, I noticed one thing, you lose, uh, like I lost a whole year. I was putting out posts, um, you know, you put out posts so that the memory of your person stays alive. And you're putting out these posts and I noticed that I lost a whole year, a a whole year. I was like, wait a minute, she's only been dead for six years, not, not seven it's just I don't know it's just a mental lapse it's crazy
0: well um i i'm going to pull this up real quick so people see it and uh it, it, the book that you're referring to Merchants of Blood uh here we go and uh great great artwork you know i'm i'm going to i'm going to give a big little shout out to Steve uh Freeman for for the artwork um
2: He's great. He's an amazing artist.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good guy, great artist. Uh, we come from that community where, you know, a lot of people, you know, in certain areas where you come up, it's, you know, your social status is how well you play baseball or how well you play football or basketball or whatever. In, in our neighborhood, in our little pocket of Baltimore, it was how well that you were able to draw and, and do art. And every one of us in that little corner of town where uh we were graded on our artwork. <laughs> we all we all wanted to be artists Steve, and Stephen actually. Definitely did.
2: Part of mark. That's one thing. Stephen Stephen Freeman's definitely put a mark on on Baltimore with his uh, artwork on buildings actually. And um I, I see it's it's the sky's the limit I think for him. Um he's doing he's doing cover art for other uh other, other novelists besides me. I thought he he's gonna do his my fifth novel as soon as he's done his fourth one. I'm hoping to put out two novels next year. Uh the sequel to A Serpent's Love, um, which is this one right here. And uh and then we're going to I love the back. I don't know if you can see that. The back's amazing. Uh it's a Ourobora.
0: Um, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see here, uh, Steve. He's got. Uh, I'm just so good we're bringing him up. I might as well showcase him um, and, and sure. let people let people see who it is we're talking about. Uh, I, I should have a picture of him somewhere. I guess I do. He has
2: uh, on October 28th. Uh, he has he set up an event at the dive bar in Canton. Uh, it's a meet and greet. I'm gonna be there from eight to ten. Uh, he set all this up. I've never even met these people yet, and it's like there's a bar down the street. He says, "I want you to come down there too." So I'm gonna allow him. We're gonna. He's gonna drag me around Baltimore. Every time I go to Baltimore, it's so cool.
0: Well, and, and uh, yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, it's it's also depending on where you go in Baltimore, right? Let's let's be real about it. <laughs> it uh, yeah, I'm
2: I, sure you could find the bad. Uh, um, you find
0: what you're looking yeah, for that's for there, damn sure you definitely I find what you're, what about. It is you're looking shout for shout outs
2: to all the bars that he drove me to but yeah it's like down along the water Bowling's green area that's amazing yachts and, and just piers and it's just so cool to go down there along the water the bars all got sand under your feet as you're walking around you don't have to pay cover charges for the band. I love Baltimore <laughs>
0: We don't have any of that in Vegas. Hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I've never been to Vegas, bro. I've never been to Vegas. Well, come on. It's like and recently I saw that, that, it's like, what is that thing? It's like a big moon or something. Uh, it's like sphere. I see it on, on Facebook. The sphere. Yeah, the sphere. Yeah. So you, you, two, really you 2
0: is doing a, a residency there for a little bit. And, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, what, I mean. I, they got a few good songs. I'm not the biggest YouTube fan, but I'm I'm waiting and for someone whom I just cannot pass up seeing, and uh, I'm gonna be there for sure. Yeah, I mean you can kind of yeah. see it from where I'm at when you step out. You can see you can see the spirit. It's, it's right. an amazing uh, piece of architecture, and uh, it's got millions millions of cameras. Uh, you can see through, I like, see I like right through, through
2: the walls. Well, that's, that's, that's it, right? That that's, that's
0: the, that's the big one. That's the big, that's the big album.
2: And B.B. King God's rest his soul.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I know his, uh, I know I hang out. Actually, I'm close friends with his uh, grandson. Well, he actually lives with a friend of mine. So, um, yeah, that's and he, he, he lived, he lived not far away. B.B. King lived down off of, uh, on the other side of town here and, 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 and spent most of his life out here. So, I mean, it, it wow. Vegas Vegas is, is, is well, they call Reno the biggest small town in America, um, but Vegas is mm-hmm. quite small as well, and, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, you see a lot. You see, you definitely see a, coming from, coming from the inner city of Baltimore, where we grew up, to come out to a place mm-hmm. like this, and then, uh, you know, and you have so many stories of celebrities and singers and actors and people that you've met and talked to, and it just becomes so normal
2: after a while. I think to the Godfather every time somebody says Vegas, I'm thinking of the Godfather. And, and it's like they all go out there and they put that Or Donnie Brasco. Yes, yeah, like that's what I think about. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We well, we've, we've met some of those people before, so <laughs> definitely uh, definitely <laughs> it, it, This is this is unlike any other place. Uh, anywhere else in the world, not just America, but the world, uh, nothing closes. Uh, I don't care if you're hungry at three in the morning; someone will deliver it to your door. Um, there's just, there's just a, there's a lot to like. But you know, at this stage of the game, David, I'm ready to go live behind a mountain and and learn how to okay. whittle a- and just learn how to whittle. <laughs> I, that's it. That's that's about where I'm at right now with everything we see happening in the world. Now, I wanted I to spend
2: touch. I time in the forest. I, I, I wanted to all, touch I a little the forest to clear my brain.
0: I do it all the time. We we go out to Utah and um just to see the greenery and, and the in the in the in the rivers and the lakes and the mountains. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's so 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 beautiful. Speaking of sceneries though, this book we were we were talking about your your newest one, which is of the underground. Uh, do me a favor and, and lay out the uh lay out the book first. Give us a, a, a little
2: preview. What's, what's this one about? It opens with a a witch that's a, a folk witch and she's eight years old and she's just really, really weird. Uh, it seems like things just are happening around her. She, she met a witch in a hollow and she gave her a cookie. And the next thing you know, this girl can fly. She can fly in her dreams. She leaves her body behind and flies. Um, These witches are like, uh, it's called Witches of the Underground, so I needed some, I needed some African witches, I didn't want to go with Sangria, like witches, you know, from, from down in Cuba or something. I I wanted something truly from Africa, Um, so I went with Nigerian mythology, those deities in Nigerian mythology, it's set up the same as North mythology, there's tricksters, there's uh, D&Ds do their, their own thing, so I, I had many to choose from. I, I chose uh, Aja. She's, uh, she makes Juju Man. She's a healer, but she makes Juju Man. And I thought that's a perfect witch. A Juju Man is a, is a zombie mm. that's given a purpose for seven to 30 days, so they resurrect a the dead body to, to do their bidding. So in my, in my novel, I haven't taken the plantation heads or the heads of plantation owners. I thought that's a good thing. Uh, at the same time, um, the reason I wrote this book was was all the, all the, uh, I grew up in Gettysburg like around Gettysburg and go on field trips. And um, it, it just fascinated me how I was, I was unaware how many free black families lived in this area. Hmm. In Pennsylvania, you know, Western Maryland, during the time of the Civil War,
0: which were I mean I, in the war. Okay, so there you're you're in Gettysburg, uh, you're you're doing research for the book, and while doing research, you stumble across some little known facts that uh most people would would it would definitely it would definitely turn your head, uh, because this is not something that I had heard prior to us talking. But they're saying they were during the time of the Civil War, and we're below the Mason Dixon line, right? So yes. it, this is we, this Maryland is Maryland
2: was free.
0: So we're, we're Maryland wasn't
2: Maryland, fought on the Union side, right? Yeah. right. But there was like there were sympathizers for the Confederates all throughout Maryland, Pennsylvania, even up north um, after the war. After the war, you know, when slavery was banned, the Emancipation Proclamation banned the slavery. Um, that's this literally the starting point of my novel. Um, between that time period and July 4th, when the Bible took place in Pittsburgh. Um but yeah, there was a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of unknowns, really unknowns that in, in doing research for this novel. This novel took me a lot longer than. Did because of all the research involved in civil war which is nigerian mythology mayan my mythology right uh i kind of put it all together i do got very busy books
0: well uh, it, it, let me ask you this so I, I do a different kind of research obviously for what we do we're more uh socio-political you know christian conservative kind of way of looking at the world um here and uh you know, in during my studies and my, you know, what I do here, I, I put together um, quite a few different uh, angles when it comes to these issues. Uh, who owned slaves? When when did when how did slavery get here? Um, and were you know th- there were actually uh, people in the South uh, during that time that fought for the Confederates that were black that owned that owned land. They were oh, black. And um, they and they and they and they still own that land today, and they're still down there in the south, flying the Confederate flag, and they're black. So I didn't know this. This this one was like, whoa! I had no clue. But they're dead serious about that flag down there. They and they will tell you so, uh, and they will tell you in a heartbeat. Uh, in the in the videos that I watched in regarding this, um, that that flag. Is the is stands for the the cross of Christ and the blood that he shed, and they're very, very adamant about that. So, I mean, just a a way of saying different, same thing means different things to different people. When we look at when we see a Confederate flag, we have been conditioned uh, to think that that is something more of an oppressive symbol that uh, that is looked upon or used today by people that uh that they say are in you know white supremacist groups and and these types of things of which i'm i don't believe but um i don't just i don't believe there's that this supremacy is the biggest threat that they as they try to make it out to be today i think we have a lot more going on in this world than some clandestine group that i've never seen in the streets but i have seen other people in the streets but i haven't seen them in the streets um it, it, we live in
2: interesting well, times, yeah, and the history—the the history, the history of it—is—is uh, it what it is. Um, I, yeah, I don't want to bash any political parties or anything like that, but you know, um, I try to stay neutral uh, of the political situation. Mm-hmm. But but I do have some interesting facts to put out there, like um, mm-hmm. like you know when they started saying about. Our forefathers being so racist. What what really struck me is is the first president of Congress um, was a black man. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm terrible with names. His name John something other. Uh, his family come here in fifteen seventeen. He was free the entire time. I suppose that his family probably owned slaves, but then uh, he served as our first president of Congress. Um, he probably would have been called the first president of the United States, but there wasn't a United States. The United States wasn't formed until seven years after 1776 in, um, in 87. um During that time, though, there was eight presidents of Congress, the first one being a black man. So if we were such a racist nation and, and our forefathers were so racist... Which our country was founded in 1776, not 1619. Um, it was founded in 1776. Therefore, all the slavery that took place was a European thing. That wasn't even an American thing. Um, there was free Americans, free blacks the entire time this nation before this nation was founded and after 1776. The
0: actual, so the 20, biggest perpetrator of the slave trade. Uh, throughout the world was Saudi Arabia. Most people don't know that. But yeah, yeah they were. But they, they, the only reason that you don't see any evidence of that today and lingering, you know, uh, lineage and people, you know, uh, you know, being having descendants and so forth is they castrated. Them. Mm-hmm. So they took millions of slaves. They had more slaves than anyone else in the world at that time. J.P. Morgan and Chase were uh, shipping lines. They weren't banks back then. They were. They owned big boats and they shipped things around the world. And they were the biggest perpetrators of what uh, took place as far as moving slaves around. And uh, not to bash, like you said, political parties. Although we do that a lot here. I, I, yeah, I give him. I, <laughs> he's 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 completely exempt from that. But I will say, uh, there they the entire time that that was going on. You're talking about a very small. Portion of the population that had enough money um, to be able to own a slave or do any of that, um, and they were all very rich Democrats in the South. Not one Republican ever. Not one ever owned a
2: slave. You know, not, you know in the recent years here, since COVID, you know, we came up with this June 19th thing, June 2th, and, and I, I'm not going to say that's a bad or a good thing, but that's like it was uh that directive was put out three years earlier, and you know it just took till that day for for a certain group of slaves to find out. But day two were free, um, so I, I can't really talk to that much like I know what I'm talking about. But when, when the when the war ended, the first the first plantation uh, was in Delaware. Uh, a black man owns 60 slaves yeah. in Delaware. Sure and that was the very first um, plantation that got overrun and said, hey, look, you can't have slaves here. <laughs> that was the very first one. And I, I thought that was interesting, you know, that they were in attack a black man who had 60 slaves in Delaware, wasn't even in the South. Um, for whatever reason that took place, I'm sure, you know, everybody has their opinions, I'm sure. That's just an odd piece of history.
0: Well, it, it's, uh, it's fascinating. It's just How one of those things, things that earth. people should realize, and you should know. It happened. It's obviously not happening mm-hmm. now in the same form that it did then. Uh, meaning, like we do have more slaves now worldwide than I we've ever right. than we've ever had in history. Uh, you know.
2: Well, it, they lost um, eighty-five thousand children coming into the United States. Correctly. You beat um, me to it. You beat me number, to it. Eighty-five thousand. It's like there's human trafficking going on. Um, where are these kids? That's really a—it's a sad thing to think about. I know there's so much going on. Personally, I want to yeah. know what about Maui? I mean, I, I never heard an official death. Toll. It's almost like our our news is somehow negligent now.
0: Well, it, what's we weird, and, and I'll just is. tell i just tell a couple of truths about Maui that that actually start here, where I'm from in Vegas, right here. So. Um, uh-huh. the, the guy in charge during October one here in Vegas, he left Vegas and went to Maui. So it seems that wherever this guy goes, there is some tragedy that follows. Um, beyond that, um, you also uh, is he like a
2: FEMA guy or something like it, that.
0: No, just a just a just a police chief, a, a, a singling guy, uh-huh. and he, he seemed to hold more titles within the uh, within the. Uh, uh, in, in the Hawaiian government, then maybe he should have, because a lot of people were complaining that not only was he, you know, in in one role, but he was also the coroner, which like ch- a dealer of
2: death or something, man. Yeah, he
0: he, he couldn't. Uh, you're not supposed to be both, right? Because you need checks and balances, and when you can cover that's your right, own dirt, creepy. yeah, it's it's it was really creepy. And there's a lot of children again in Maui after this situation that. Um, we'd really like to know exactly. what happened to a lot of them because my understanding is that there were thousands and they were all in school and then when school opened up, only hundreds
2: returned, a couple of hundred. Yeah. And so, so why why have we not heard anything about that? That's that's to me is is a very yeah. Is a huge not hearing anything
0: is the biggest sign time. you'll ever get when when people you know and they use and they and they, well like Rahm Emanuel said I don't know if you know what Rahm Emanuel is he was a in the clinton found uh clinton uh uh cabinet yeah chicago he's famous for using this word he says never let a good uh, never let a tragedy go to waste right so you know they always jump on the backside of whatever bad thing just occurred and they usually use it to push through legislation that they otherwise wouldn't be able to push through like they did around 9-11 um these types of things it's it's um you know, and this is exactly what they did in, I'm sure, Hawaii, because now they've been talking about the fact they've been trying to get hold of this land, which is historic property, so they could never sell it, and they wanted to redesign this and make it the first modern city, meaning like these 15-minute city style cities that everyone's mm-hmm. talking about that they keep talking is hyperbole or conspiracy. Well, it's not. It's it's really not. No, that's and, um,
2: terrible.
0: It, it, and and it's. Well, it, I have to take the bus. Yeah, well, we won't go into I'm the blue the roofs. For all of you. <laughs> we won't we won't go into the blue roofs on the houses or how the fire skipped this house and hit that house and jumped out in the water and hit a boat and you know, other trees in the middle of the properties were just fine. But it just jumped the
2: trees and hit other it, it, well, for, I did see they blocked off the road and it was like I heard residents talking about it, like it was the police did it, the police did it. I'm like You know, all of a sudden, it's like you don't hear a single word about it. Like, life went on. A lot of Uh, strange things happened, David.
0: There are strange things are happening throughout the last three years. We've had over 180 food processing plants that have all burned down mysteriously. And let's not forget about East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine, Ohio had uh, a certain kind of chemical on the train, and that train... Uh, derail, just like the movie White Noise that came out right before it happened in the same place it happened, the same way it happened, and then this, this chemical, vinyl chloride, had one one caveat with it. Well, two actually, sorry. Two. One is don't put it in the water, and the other one is don't set it on fire whatever you do. What did they do? Immediately. First time in history this ever happened, and these guys, and they go set up a uh, uh, they, they go in and they send guys in in hazmat suits and they burn it with flamethrowers. They just start setting the whole thing on fire. Uh, and then you had tons I
2: of wish, I people. I Biden would have showed up there. That's, that is one thing that's disappointing to me. Um, I'm, I'm an independent. Uh, I, I definitely, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about either of these parties sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I, I have my favorites. They all, they all seem to be Republicans right now. I think mean, that's just the way it is. Um, I, I, just, I wish Biden would have went to Palestine instead of to the Palestinians.
0: Right, you know yeah. I mean? He'll go to Palestine, yeah, but not to Palestine, Palestine, Palestine.
2: But he went to see the Palestinians. <laughs> I'll go to Palestine, but not to the Palestine. People.
0: Well, I mean, they're showing their I'm true sure. colors, David. They're showing their true colors.
2: And it's like, this is your people, you know? It's like, you have to you have to take care of your homeless families. You've got to take care of your homeless veterans. And then if there's any money left, then you can consider homeless. So homes for the freaking migrants. Right. That jammed in. How, how ignorant. We don't, we don't face that problem up here in Pennsylvania. Like, you guys down in, in Vegas, I'm sure you see. You're on the front line of that stuff. Yep. I just, it's sad that we don't have any political folks going down there to say, Hey look, it's really bad. We've got to fix this stuff and this is how.
0: Well that's that's it, right? That's it, right? So the 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 way I feel about it is just like this, politically speaking. If they wanted to fix things and make it better, that's what they would do. They would they would fix it and make it better. It's very easy not to go above and beyond your budget. You just don't spend money recklessly and what'll happen as a result is the money that you and I have in our pockets will be worth more money than what it is but when they print more money than they should um what happens is your money becomes worth a lot less than it should be worth and it, it's 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 not a it's not a very good uh situation do you have some noise in your background over there david like something playing behind no. you no
2: nothing no
0: Okay, I don't know why I heard a little little disturbance in the back. But yeah, I mean if the the inflation thing is is crazy. Anyone who's who, I mean, and and they tell you it's 7 or 8%. But the reality of it is is if you would have went and bought chicken a year ago versus now, it's not 8%. If you would have went and bought bacon a year ago now, eggs a year ago now, it's not 8%, it's much higher. In some cases it's up so near 40-50%. There's, there's fluctuating pieces like
2: like bacon it's high one time, next
0: time it's low, but overall it's about
2: 24%. It, it's I have it's a
0: small sad, business. And And now the housing, the yeah. housing market, it looks like it's, it's headed for God knows what, and we, we don't know whether I it's think so. a simple correction or if it's um, going to fall the way it did in 2008. But one thing is well, for hey, sure, we, we definitely off, need, need some stability. For a while, and all
2: of a sudden now they've got to start paying again. Uh, school loans and whatnot, and then on top of the inflation, I, I feel I feel the pain. It's like it's really hard. If you don't have something stashed away to the side, or if you don't have more money, then you know what to do. with <laughs> folks are struggling, and
0: and they, and they, the, the 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 thing I think that most Americans get mad about is that we don't think that they have to be struggling. There's there's definitely um, some there there we don't have to be struggling we don't have to uh be hungry we don't have to to, to have a, uh i i did just so that i wouldn't hear the background noise i don't think that we w- we need to be um, struggling i don't think that we need to be uh you know hungry uh jobless I, I don't think that we need to have so much conflict i don't think that we need to have this much illegal immigration unchecked we saw what just happened uh, in Israel, and I think that should be a warning sign to everyone to uh, secure the border. I think this is basic. I don't think it's, I don't think it's very extreme. Everybody
2: I think. secures their border. All, all those countries, every country in the world secures their border, and there's no mail-in ballots. France, France has the, the perfect uh, voting system. You got a glass case, you drop your ballot in there. Um, it's all done by 10 o'clock that night. And if France can do it, why can't we who say we're the greatest nation on the earth, why can't we do it? Exactly, look,
0: Florida counted 10 million votes in a day by hand, 10 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why in the hell couldn't they do that everywhere else in the United States? Paper ballots, one day, voter ID, basic I, I don't i don't that's understand crazy. what the conflict is of i really don't understand the only reason you wouldn't want that is if you if you were something nefarious was in the in the works i sorry to say but that's exactly uh exactly how know, I, I feel
2: don't about to it. to say that everybody's lazy these days man that it, they need a whole month to get off the couch yeah. to go out there to <laughs> i don't, it's like you know save your beard that you grew that month's time we go out there i'm not going to say all that I mean, because they might sit on the the couch and read one of my horror novels, I hope. That's what I'm hoping, you know. Um, But still, you know, you don't need that much time to vote. If we're the greatest nation, by gosh, let's be the greatest nation, right?
0: That's right. Um, With the greatest, being the the greatest comes a lot of
2: responsibility.
0: And um, I I think that the United States needs to get back on the game.
2: We're letting things fall off to the side. We're not. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. Uh, our priorities seem to be not right anymore. Something went wrong somewhere. I don't even know.
0: Okay. Well, I I, I want to get back to the book. And uh, so you're 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 down and you're you're doing this research. You find out there were free blacks in these areas that nobody because I hadn't heard this before you said it. So how did you come across this information?
2: And we were just talking one day about uh, me and some some friends of mine, and, and we were it came up on just I saw something on TV. They were talking about it, Civil War stuff, and, and I thought, you know, I need to put this, uh, I need to make a story of this. Uh, I wanted to do something. I've got to tell you, I follow Hollywood's guidelines when it comes to uh, what do you think they should come out. They said, if you want to have the best picture, you need to be diverse, inclusive. And I thought, well, as a writer, I need to do this. I need need to be able to put into a novel um, diverse and inclusive content that doesn't disturb people. Uh, something that my mom can read and also the people who might bash me for writing something about. The reason I wrote that Witches of the Underground is, first off, I wanted to have more black characters in it. Specifically, that's what I wanted to do. Have more black characters in a novel and pull it off and do it, uh, do it respectful. And uh, and now I'm on to this thing where I'm doing the Hispanic, uh, the I mean, Hollywood just came out. They said, movies don't have enough Hispanic actors in it. We need to have more Hispanic content. And so, fortunately, A Serpent's Love 2 takes place in Bolivia, and it made it easy to to come up with Hispanic, you know, setting. And and the fact of the matter is there's pyramids in South America. Uh, There's probably an Egyptian connection to South America. And well, guess what? the a novel coming up. There is. Well, you should have been reading it again, by the way.
0: If, if, let's say I, I, let's say I wanted to write a novel and I went about doing some research, and how would I go about finding out some historical facts about a specific region? What, what 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 are the steps that you take in in developing these carrier characters, and where do you look to get your research to do these things?
2: Well, for for this uh, which is which novel, I needed Nigerian mythology, so so I looked in the Encyclopedia of Mythology. Um, they have it pretty much lined out all the different you know, North mythology or Nigerian mythology. Uh, the Maya mythology, I come up with a few, um, like I, I just find things as I've gone through and I'm thinking, you know what, this will be really great. I've been making a, a massive twist to a, a novel based on research. But I needed to also make it because it's a civil war. I thought, well, what am I going to do with the civil war? Everybody's going to see troop movements and battles and stuff like that. But what they don't know perhaps is Maybe the timeline, uh, different. so I could use the timeline to, to move my characters along in the novel. And, uh, for instance, we have York, York, which I've got to give New York is where I grew up. And that was the nation's first capital. I've got to put that in. There. Um, it got taken over by the Confederates. The White Bridge got burned, uh, and many battles through Western Maryland and, uh, I put all those in, in this novel as the timeline to move slaves from down south along the edge of Virginia through Maryland up into, the, into Pennsylvania where they could be free. Mm-hmm. Moved by a church group, church groups, um, because that's what they did back at the Underground Railroad. One church group would pass them off to another, um, risking their own lives to save um, these folks, because they had, they felt, you know, a bond. We were all, um, we were all God's creatures. We all have red blood. That's right. Um, some people in the South risk their lives to, to save, to save black folks, these religious people from the South. Um, you probably don't get enough credit. Um, the, the whole white and black, uh, divide, That was coming out with the Black Lives Matter movement and all that kind of stuff. Um, It was very sort of upsetting to think, you know, I don't think these folks even know what their own history is, and I know that I didn't know what my history was. um, Not
0: not not only that, not only that. I mean, but you gotta understand, Black Lives Matter is a group founded upon fighting against racism. That's what they do. They fight Uh against racism. Um, However. Here they are now um, standing in solidarity with Hamas and and I That's think uh, with Hamas, uh, Black Lives Matter put out yeah. a post um, in, in, in standing in solidarity with Hamas. Uh, yeah I so, saw that. So I mean, any any kind of moral high ground that they might have had, which I didn't believe they had anyway, um, you're you're done. You're complete. Your organization as a whole is a just one giant hypocritical thing. Now that you're backing uh, a terrorist group hell bent on eradicating someone based on their nationality, <laughs> so that the true racist, right? This is actually true racism, not. The kind that we talk about in America today, but the kind that says we want to eradicate an entire race of people based on who they are. So I think we lost David. Okay, with that, we're going to go ahead to break, folks, and uh, try to get David back. And uh, But in the meantime, let's hear a word from our sponsors.
1: Have you noticed the ever alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes, and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation. Palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. So welcome back, Patriots, and yes, Redemption
0: Shield Put code PATRIOT and you get 10% off any of your purchases. So i uh, have got David back here after our little technical difficulties. And um, so, David, yeah, we, we went through the gamut. We touched on a lot of things. Uh, but wanted to get kind of back into the book, right? So Witches of the Underground, you go down, you do this research, you find out these fascinating things. And then you take what you learned and then you put that into the book with characters. Now you develop the character around the culture, right? Start with the culture. Yeah. Then you develop the character. Tell us about who's your protagonist.
2: Wow. That's a little tough. I think the system is, uh, I think the um, Confederates I suppose would be. However, I have a unit of Confederates and some of those people, are, are just fine. They never own slaves. One was an heir to a hardware store. And now he's a, a colonel on the Confederate side. Um, some of the slave handlers are, are compassionate. They actually take care of the slaves. They're, but you know they, have, they, they don't own the plantation, they're just working there. Uh, however, other, other slaves, or yes, other slave handlers, they'll be, um, attacked by these deities because, because, you know, of their position, what they would do. But, you know, as far as like developing the characters, um, you just start with, like, first, you were saying about what you want to write about. I don't know what you write about, but I'm thinking Vegas and some sort of, uh, like, urban car or something like that like say you know there'll be a hand in the middle of the street Uh, when you go out for your paper in the morning and it's like whose hand is this and it just gets the ball rolling
0: yeah yeah so for, me, for me for me if I if, if for me I, I think my you know how you always like even as an artist you you have a picture in your head I don't think you ever yeah. ever get to create said picture you'll try over and over again you never hit your own mark. You're your own worst critic, for sure. For me, I was always into the uh, the ultra-biblical revelations, end-time eschatology. Sure. Yeah, that, that sort of thing. Uh, but also, uh, believe it or not, <laughs> I love Danielle Steele books and Nora Roberts, dude. I always fall in love with the girl uh-huh. by the end of the book. I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna, especially Nora Roberts. I don't like what she writes Bill under Roberts her pseudonym.
2: Good
0: I, I don't like what she writes under her pseudonym, and I definitely don't like it when she gets too political because she goes the other way. She
2: makes way more money than I do. That's
0: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but uh, my favorite book of all time, uh, I mean, believe it or not, is, uh, is by a guy named Terry Goodkind, right? He writes fantasy novels, and he wrote a, he wrote a series called The Tru- uh, Sword of Truth. And my wife and I both, my wife and I both get it. And you said vampires earlier, and uh, I'm not a Twilight vampire guy, but um, that yeah. que- that Queen of the Damned was, oh my God, I loved Lestat. Like, the whole idea, um, I just thought it was an amazing, uh, amazing novel, and... If you remember, uh, Dracula Two Thousand, right? I think it had a terrible name, Dracula Two Thousand. Now it sounds corny now, but, mm-hmm. um, but the end of that Dracula, uh, uh, that movie. He's laying there, and the, and the neon cross from the motel is above him, and and they go back and they talk about this. Uh, they go back and they show the little line in the Bible where it where Jesus is saying that he won't die until he returns, cursed him, so the and then you find out oh Judas is Dracula it's been Judas the whole time I thought that was an amazing twist on the whole take on the Dracula story so I mean I, I've you know I, I I like I pick up on certain little things and, and I love the whole idea of, of vampires and you know sanguinarians and the whole all the all the lore behind it and even Vlad himself the original real vampire in the history uh, behind it there but I'm talking about who's your who's your main character in this book? Who's the who is the who's who is that person? What's that person?
2: The beta readers, you know, of course they go for the horror part of it, and they say Bojo, Bojo, and Bojo was an escaped slave, and he came back to the he was stuck in a salt shed. He was beaten for escaping. Uh, he died from his wounds and the deity shows up and collects his soul, puts it into a snake, and then releases the snake into the shed. Um meanwhile, after all this after all the souls have been collected, they are formed into the, a dagger and shoved into this dead slave bojo and he comes back to life as a Juju man. And he uh goes into the plantation house and takes the head of the plantation and his wife. And then he goes to the next plantation and he takes the wife and husband's head of there. Um so I would say that, you know I, I like this I, I don't even know. There's so many different characters. I feel people will embrace different characters in this story more so than so uh, it, than other stories. It's it's like, so like it's not written real, in a main real character. But this Bojo is is the zombie that people seem to grasp towards and the whole time I was trying to get people to like the witches um so will see how it goes once you know more people read it because it was talking to a small group of readers. Uh, well, i mean it's with. it but, sounds
0: interesting i i i I love the whole mythology uh a uh, take i i in in obviously Halloween right now. Um, all these things are, are huge, right? Obviously this is this, this is that time. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. A, A Wicca is gotten this new kind of reawakening in society right now. Paganism is, is very big now. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm nowhere near any of that. I'm, I'm a very Christian myself, but the history and the lore and you know, the, 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 the elements that go into creating these stories and, and weaving these uh, uh, tapestries uh, uh, are just amazing to me because there is a lot of rich history, a lot of rich history in, in that, in the, in, especially in your area of the United States. Uh, we used to go around and run around to all the older graveyards when we were kids, really old. <laughs> I mean, in Baltimore, there's some that, graves that are in 1600s and whatnot like that in some of those older graveyards from the moose lodge there
2: in Essex is a big graveyard so
0: there's one' on Wilkins, about walking through that one so there's one on Wilkins Avenue and um, and and this one on Wilkins Avenue houses a witch in there and everyone in Baltimore knows the name Black Aggie if you're from Baltimore <laughs> and I say black Aggie you know exactly who I'm talking about so the wit the, the lore goes like this if you get into the graveyard Halloween night Around midnight, and you and you're brave enough to go sit in Black Aggie's lap. It's a statue of a witch in the middle of this just old graveyard. It's wild looking. Nice. Looks like looks like Dark Shadows if you remember Dark Shadows. Um, uh, uh, it, the actress just died today.
2: What's that? The actress to Dark
0: Shadows
2: just died today.
0: Yeah, I I I loved Dark Shadows. I absolutely loved it. But here's this witch in the middle of this graveyard and i didn't know this but we we found it out later but when they when the witches would they would get blamed for killing these people and putting spells or doing whatever they did um they would bury the people in the graveyard with these little flagstones and they'd etch their name in the flagstone with a nail and the witch would be in the center with these beautiful statue for the witch the evil person. And all of the dead, the people that she killed or buried around her were just flagstones with their names scratched in them and <laughs> nails. And so she was a white statue in the middle of this graveyard. She's a white statue. And um, the lore goes that she turned black the night someone sat on her lap at midnight on Halloween, and she squeezed them to death. And ever since that night, the statue has been black. So
2: nice.
0: every, every Halloween, you'll get some group or another – that that'll get brave enough to go into the graveyard. I've been there. I've done it and go and, and try to coax people into sitting on her lap at midnight. And uh, I think, I think I just created a few more people that'll probably try.
2: Uh, They probably will. I should probably uh, say, Steve, where is this thing? Oh, he
0: knows (laughs) we've been there. Steve and I took, uh, well, my wife at the time was my girlfriend at that time. And her friend was dating Steve. And uh, we, we took them there. And uh, what's crazy is that if, you, if, it's the, if it's a right, the weather's just right, and you get just enough moisture in the air, you get that fog that sits there right above the dew of the grass. It's a pretty amazing mm-hmm. little, little uh, setup there. It, it's, and, you know, they have those old mausoleums where they put the bodies on top of the slab. That, so when you look through the mausoleum, you can still see the bones of the person. They're sitting right on top wow. of the slab. So it it's, it's, it's historical and should be protected um, you know at, at a, as, as a child we were a little destructive and we would just run through the graveyard. now um, yeah, I see the see the need to protect uh, these things and, and, and secure them, you know preserve them for the next generation. But if you're going down to Baltimore, definitely have Steve take you up there. It's a sight to see. It's a sight to see. On the 28th, i
2: will be down there. Uh, Canton has their bar crawl. Everybody dresses up in color, you know, outfits and guests go bar crawling. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We live down there. Actually, I met my wife down there. Uh, We owned a sub shop right there uh, in Fells Point. And they used to come in and play pool. I love pool. Yeah. I used to live right there. It was called Jason's Pizzeria. And uh, yeah, I had the apartment above it and we had the sub shop below it. I was sixteen. I lived I was living the life. You know, we, we had we were right in the middle of Party Central and we had the sub shop and look arcade. We used to close down the damn uh the sub shop would close and we go, me and my buddy would go in and uh make uh what what's called uh, Scooby sandwiches, right? So we'd we'd go in there with every kind of meat and all kinds of just um, we would just create damn, things, man. Because we, we had the run of the place. And we had the arcade and the pool table in the back. It was just a great time to be a kid in the way that it was. We uh, Too bad those things are behind us now. But uh, I, I hope that once again, at some point, um, Baltimore's glory days, uh, you know, shine again at some point. Very dangerous place. It wasn't
2: there. this year, man. Their baseball team was my ah, Oh,
0: they it. needed a victory. They needed a victory. Not a baseball fan since they went ahead and – and went on strike during the World Series years ago, guys. I know everyone remembers the year that the Major League Baseball didn't play the World Series. That was the last year I watched. Um, a lot of friends I'm that down play for a Ravens
2: game.
0: Yeah, we're going to a Ravens game. We're actually going out to San Diego um, in late November, and uh, my, my wife's uh, employees all bought them, uh, bought bought us as a a, a, a present uh, for Bosses Day, right? um bought her a couple of football tickets got her a hotel room and it's it's pretty pretty cool pretty cool I thought it was mm-hmm. amazing that they did that real good group of people so all right david um, we're going to close it out today it's been amazing talking to you we got to do this again and we got to have you back on when the book uh, when the book is actually out
2: sure i'd love that so so go ahead and tell us a little more about the book one.
0: Go ahead. T- tell us about the other
2: books are, are available at, at any bookstore, digital, online, um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart. And they'll be in the, they will be the in the movie link
0: movie. in the description guys, go down to the link below in the description. And I have the links for these books there. And, um, you can also, if you have questions or you want to get a hold of David, I'll have his, I'll have his stuff down there as well. And, um, uh, so and if look, you're in
2: Baltimore, come by the dive bar, 8 to 10 in Canton. Um what date? on October 28th. October 28th. Book you
0: bookmarks. That's a, so October 28th at the dive bar in Kent. What time? 8 to 10. 8 to 10. So guys, 10. don't don't uh don't fret. If you're if you're in Baltimore and a lot of you are, uh, and you're seeing this, go down and say what's up to Dave. Go hang out. Uh, with him and Steve, and, and, and get get yourself a signed book and, and, and pick his brain. Um, interesting guy. Uh, I've had a great time talking to him over the last few weeks, and I know we're going to continue to do this. So, uh, Dave, great hanging out with you, brother. And um, sooner or later, I'm going to make my way back over to the East Coast, and maybe we'll get a chance to meet in person. Or get your ass to
2: out try. to Vegas, man.
0: Get your ass out here. And I'll show you.
2: If I ever come out to Vegas, I'm going to make
0: sure you know I'm coming. Look, look me up, brother. You got my number. So, um, as usual, hey. as usual, guys, um, as I, and I always say this, and it's, it's, it's a very true statement that I say right now, David, and it's this. The silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast.
1: Man
0: and